0: Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order.
1: Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Yo. Hey. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. Oh my God, the gang's all here. This is great. (laughs) It's happening. Can you all hear me? No. What?
2: All right. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> wait it's only 12 minutes past five over here wait are you guys five behind or have you had dst yet i'm on est i'm
2: yeah, on EST. yeah i'm E-S- E-S- on E-S- Central.
3: EST. you've had daylight savings yeah
1: yeah spring forward hmm. Hmm. it was like a
2: two, two three months ago
3: yeah uh that sounds about right yeah <laughs> i don't
4: remember whenever it gets dark in me
2: oh time to go back inside <laughs> yeah. yeah for it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were raised. <laughs>
1: this is feeling like a, like a Legion episode right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs>
2: I love everybody you guys. I have surprise guests just popping in and out. <laughs> I'm sad to how true that is. <laughs> Yo, we it's just like, is everybody here? Okay, press record. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's crazy we got over 55 comments for ranger nation answers it's
5: it's all that and i'm just like so
4: five since you got the great voice you you can say all of them
5: (laughs) (laughs) do i really have that good of a voice
1: that's like smooth as butter
5: (laughs) i guess delphine from uh, alien rangers was right about my voice after all she told me to (laughs) try to be a voice actor
1: Sure? Oh, Dude, oh, you could. Uh, there you
0: go, King. I- I'll consider it. Look, it was meant to be. I, I think we all have f- good voices.
5: Yeah, I really hate hearing my voice, to be honest. But Same. everybody says I have a good voice, apparently. Isn't that do, weird you how
0: you hate hearing your own voice, but everyone's just like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I've had half the town tell me, hey, you've got a voice for radio. Have you ever thought about it? I'm like, yeah, why don't you tell that to the stations I've applied to? I've
1: got a face <laughs> for radio, too,
3: I get the I love your voice all the time, obviously because I'm from the UK, and a lot of, of a lot of our listeners of my podcast are Americans. So they're like, "Oh my God, your accent!" And I'm like, "Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good one. Uh... Yeah, you slipped into the American yeah. accent. Really, that was right? yeah, that, that was some nice. good region neutral stuff. Right, there. <laughs> <laughs> but see, if I try to do a British accent, then then I look like an. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I used to do some work for a uh, for a media company here in Salisbury, and mm-hmm. he was just like, oh, yeah, you know, you should sit here and do some, uh, you should do some recording stuff. You have that region neutral accent. I can't do that. I got too much of a twang.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said twang. Twang.
0: <laughs> 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 and I'm sitting here, I'm just like, wait, wait, that's an accent?
1: And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Aye,
2: aye, aye, aye!
1: It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 161, Rangers talk about Black Lives Matter and why representation matters. Recorded on June 6th, 2020. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Rayu Network. It's time to ranger up with your host, I'm Eric, also known as b 47 And today we have great guest co-hosts on the show today for this important episode. Some that have been on Ranger Command before and some that are first time, but they've been supporters of the podcast and friends for a long time. And I'm really proud of the people we've got on the podcast today. So first off, we've got Ro from Legion of Boom and Rover Queen Reviews.
2: What's going on, y'all? Thank you for having me back,
1: Absolutely. For the first time on the podcast, we've got Ash, who is macabre chap. Uh, he's Buildcaster's founder, and he's been a longtime supporter of Ranger Command and first time on the show today. So, really happy to have you on the show, man.
3: Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on here. I've been listening for years. Oh, I'm also a member of Legion of Boom as well. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of Legion of Boom here, which is, which is fantastic.
2: It's crossover episode. Impromptu crossover.
1: <laughs> and we got five, Sentai 5, Power Rangers Hexagon, Legion of Boom, also part of Buildcasters. It's awesome to have, finally have you on the show.
5: Thanks for, really, thanks for having me. Thanks for asking. It's a huge honor to be on the show. I've been listening basically since day one. That's awesome,
1: and you're into Star Trek, too, so you're already good in my book, man.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for Strange New Worlds, man. Oh, Oh, man. See, we we, (laughs) we could get
1: in a whole other tangent on that. (laughs) (laughs) We also have uh, Vaughn, Cooper 92 also part of Legion Affiliate, also Mighty Morphin Powered podcast. Vaughn, it's great to have you on the show, man.
4: Thank you for having me, Eric. I've been listening for Not too long, but quite a while to understand the feeling of this podcast. I love the podcast, by the way. You have a great voice.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You told me that at ranger stop too. All right. And then also longtime friend of the show, and he's also been on the show a few times. Uh, We've got Lee Pirate Monkey, Monkey Ranger. Great to have you back, Lee. Oh, thank you. Did I ever tell you about that time I got baked into a pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you're all Red Rangers one. in my was... book because you, you guys are awesome. So, really great to have you on the show today. And we're not doing any ad reads. We're not doing any Patreon. We're just getting straight into uh, the show. And in the real world, in the fandom, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. And Zach, AP, and I, we really wanted to do something to... They're not on the show today. They said it's about other people's voices today not ours. So that's why I'm the only uh, host right now, but we assembled you guys here to talk about black lives matter why that matters, why it's so important right now and it should be important every day going forward and to tie it into Power Rangers, why this franchise that we all love in addition to Sentai and Tokusatsu why that is important too and why representation, not just in the shows we watch but also in the fandom why that matters so much and I kept hearing just about with everything going on, it's hard to ignore and it shouldn't be ignored. And I wanted to do something to just help in any way I can with the platform that I have. And a lot of people were saying to elevate voices, elevate black voices, elevate any voice that can contribute to this positively. And that's what I wanted to do today. So I really respect the hell out of you guys. And you've been my friends for years. And I really wanted to get serious on Ranger Command. And we're not going to be all like doom and gloom or whatever, but it is going to be a serious discussion. And sure, we'll joke around, but at the end of the day, this is pretty serious. So I just wanted to get all that out there. And then I'm just, I'm going to, Open it up.
5: Sounds good.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, um, see, I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to ask that. I don't know how to get the conversation started. But in, in America, it's, it's been just an insane two weeks with the murder of George Floyd, people like Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Aubrey. It's in the news every day, and it's tough. But these types of injustices and murders i think it finally reached a tipping point and everything happened on memorial day and it's it's been nonstop. and shout out to the people who are who are protesting who are putting their lives on the line to speak their truth and to say that enough is enough with this
3: yeah absolutely absolutely
1: and that's what I want to open it up. What do you guys feel about this? What's your perspective? Because, you know, for me, a lot of this has been educational. And I'm thankful that I've got friends like you guys. I got people that are making this louder and bringing this awareness to it. So that's that's what I want to do for our listeners, too. I want this to be educational. I want no one to feel like they're left out. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I could I can start. Uh, the past couple of weeks have been it's been rough first with, you know, uh Ahmed Arbery, you know, that was happening. That was a big deal. There's a lot of conversations and stuff happening around that. And then, you know, we had George Lloyd and then we had, you know, Breonna Taylor. And um, you know, normally when these things have ha- happened in the past, you know, it would happen and I guess in a sense I've grown kind of numb to it because this is like this is kind of just like everyday in black America and you know these things happen. There's the protests, and then the cops. You know, they go to a trial, and then it gets dismissed or whatever. Like it's it's not fair. But then what I've been seeing in the past couple of weeks now is just like everyone's kind of just banded together to say no. Like we're not letting these cops get away. You know, with the slap on the wrist. And now it feels just like everything is is exploding. All in the all in the name of let's make sure that this time around. Justice is served because before justice really wasn't served like these things would happen. And there was a sense of unfulfillment, I guess, because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the cop would either again, the case would be dismissed. They don't get charged. And it's kind of just like business as usual. But now it's like nobody's letting up. Nobody's letting up. And like detention nowadays, well, at least for the past like two or three weeks, detention is thick. Mm-hmm. It's real thick. And one sense is like, yeah, it, it sucks, but at the same time, it's, it's necessary because I think, you know, every, everybody is just like fed up. And, you know, everybody's like banding together for the first time, like at, at least, you know, from what I'm seeing. And it's great to see because, you know, people who kind of just been on the sidelines and staying quiet about things now, they're speaking up. They're realizing now, wow, this is a big issue. I'm happy, but also at the same time, too, it's like, it's kind of sad because it's really shouldn't have to take things going to an extreme for people to actually get the point
0: right it should have never gone this far when they decided to say hey we're going to put uh, body cams on our officers to keep them accountable that should have been the step the definitive step in taking responsibility for the action of their officers the problem is is that now they can tamper with the with the cameras they can cover the cameras turn them off and then it's a case of plausible deniability. Oh, well, you all you didn't see that. There's no way that we did that. And this, the protests, the, uh, the demonstrations that you see now are the boiling over of that, basically saying we can't trust you to take responsibility for the action of your people, so we have to call you out on it and hold you accountable ourselves.
4: I think for me, it's just, it's been hard to think about for the past few weeks now because – everything with with the news and trying all the protests and some of the riots has just been really getting to me and absorbing everything because where i'm from i grew up in a not so great environment so cops were hard to trust in my neighborhood already but i was involved in different things to try to make sure that i stayed positive and act in my community i was involved with police athletic league as as a young kid me and my mom were and we try to gain that trust for um for police but now it's just everything's been hidden because I don't want the same thing to happen to me like it happened to George Floyd or to everybody or anybody else because I don't want to be targeted and I don't want to seem like I'm a target because if they don't even know who I am as a person to understand what I bring to this world as well as what is my worth. But they just, they just see me as just, just a face that, that seemed like a target to them. And I really don't like that feeling because it's been a very hard feeling to understand from. So
0: being mixed, I kind of got both ends of that stick and being mixed now my my kids are mixed and my daughter she has, you know, really thick curly hair, caramel colored skin, brown eyes and so with everything as it's been going on, you kind of get this underlying concern about how are people going to treat her? How is she going to be seen as an individual? And you can't do that just based on the color of her skin or where she comes from, knowing that she's going to get different treatment than my son, who is fair skin, blonde. Like we're talking like the poster child for the Aryan race, pretty much blonde hair, blue eyed, fair skin. And he's going to be treated completely differently than my daughter based on how he looks. Mm -hmm. That's why we have these conversations, because that should not be the case.
3: Just wanted to like look at the crux of the question, like why Black lives matter. That's what you put in the prompt, and Black lives matter because human life is sacred. Like yeah. anybody's life matters. I mean, the fact that human beings discriminate against others based on phenotype is basically absolutely absurd. I feel like I'm an outsider, kind of looking into this because I'm a British-born Jamaican. Um, so my obviously my blackness isn't intertwined with Americanness, but mm-hmm. I. I'm going to, like, I am trying to show solidarity as best I can by, like, donating to orgs that are doing, like, transformative work with um black and brown folks on the ground in, like, Minneapolis and Louisville. But at the same time, I still kind of feel like I'm removed from the situation. Like, I have an academic understanding of how America is, like, a settler, colonialist state built upon um transatlantic slave trade um genocide against indigenous people etc but i feel like for me to have actually had a proper understanding of how american racism actually is i feel like i would have had to live over there almost mm. and that but like for example my experience in the united kingdom the united kingdom has a colonial past i'm sure as you all know um united kingdom is also a country that like modern is based upon like white supremacist um capitalism and the blood and labor of my ancestors however racism in the united kingdom is very different it's a lot more insidious so it's not like you won't i mean people have died in police custody but like it's it's a lot more structural it's more deeply interwoven into the fabric of the country like for example it's more likely to deny you a promotion or to see you like not have your health concerns taken into account when you visit the doctors and things like that as opposed to police like tangibly taking your life away if you see what i mean right but there are instances of police brutality in the united kingdom i mean since 1990 over a thousand people have died in police custody um in the united kingdom which is a lot considering our population is only 65 million and a large proportion of that were black people so It's kind of twofold. My experience is kind of twofold in that I feel like I feel solidarity with you guys. But I also feel like I'm an insider looking in and I don't feel like I can truly understand your experiences unless I experience it myself. Mm -hmm. Throughout my entire life, I've had friends of all
5: different races, ethnicities
3: and from all
5: walks of life. And it wasn't until I mean, I'm Indian, I'm not black. And I've had my own I've dealt with my own. Bouts of racism against me and my family, especially in the post 9-11 world. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've gone to school being called terrorist or made, made fun of from where I'm from throughout my life. And it's it's really built up a lot of anger within me over the years, anger that I haven't really still like let go or let out. But a lot of the times I try to find ways to really ease that. But I've grown up with a lot of black friends, too. And especially in college, one time we've gotten pulled over once for going what two two miles over the speed limit, and then you know you could tell how certain cops act and how some certain cops don't act. And calling backup, they had, they one time they called backup for a, a simple speed, and they just like kept interrogating us for a while, and then until they let us go like two hours later, separated us and all that. But to see all these videos. And to hear all these stories of police brutality happening all over the country, all over the world, it really builds up that anger within me again, which is pretty upsetting because I'm not who I used to be as a teenager or as a kid anymore. I'm a much more mature young man who tries to see a lot of things from different angles. But this is something that for Black Lives Matter, there's there's no other angle. You know, there's no there's no All Lives Matter until Black Lives Matter. That's been said plenty of times. Yeah. There's a lot of people saying blue lives matter too. No, they don't. It's black lives matter first because mm-hmm. the blue lives are taking them away. It makes me upset that I have a lot of friends that live you know, very close to the protests too that know people who are... You know, getting assaulted by cops during these protests, getting shot in the head by these so-called non-lethal rubber bullets. There's this whole fraternity within the police department also that they're, they'll they always have each other's backs no matter what, which is the messed up part.
1: We just saw that with the Buffalo police officers exactly. pushing this old guy down. Right. The dude is like bleeding from his
0: ears. He was 75 years old and then they had the nerve to sit there and say, oh, well, he fell. Yeah, he fell because you shoved him.
3: It's oh my and
1: all those 57 <laughs> other cops <sighs> and they resigned in solidarity of
5: those two see i don't i don't yeah, that I hate burns that. me up yep that's why i said it builds up this anger within me again that i just mm-hmm. i can't really i can't find ways to ease it i have to really to let that out which is kind of unfortunate because this is this is a A prime example of an injustice—that of an injustice—that's just not being held accountable. Nobody's being held accountable for this. Mm
4: -hmm. And I
5: heard, and I think I read an article before I hopped on, saying that the two cops pled not guilty and they were they were let go with no bail. That's absolutely insane. Pissed me off so much.
0: And that's the thing. It's like this was an old white guy that got shoved down for trying to return someone's helmet. Right. Yeah, and no. then people start coming out of the woodwork. Oh, well, he's white. He's, you know, see, all lives matter. Yes, we understand that all lives are sacred. But when one, li- when one life is lesser than the others based on their existence, based on the color of their skin, mm-hmm. then not all lives matter yet.
5: Exactly. <laughs> that is, exactly. That is definitely true. There was another, there was a video of someone in Texas who got shot with a rubber bullet who's leaking out everywhere. One of the medics who volunteered. Was carrying him with a bunch of people, and they they still shot. They still shot the medic. I'm like, was that the me? one Jesus.
0: where they 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 they, uh, they
5: told them to bring
0: this guy up? Yeah. Yep. And yep. then as they soon as they got him up. there,
5: yep. they started. Sh- they started shooting. <sighs> you got to be kidding me. What kind of human? That's not even. You can't be considered a human at that point. That's just. You deserve the worst. You'd and really let's deserve be clear.
1: When when we say rubber bullets, these are. F- like metal cased bullets wrapped in like hard rubber, even at close range, you could kill someone with that, right?
5: The head yes. is about Absolutely. the size
0: of the top of a, a blue Yeti. Oh, it's crazy. wow,
5: that's crazy!
1: I've got a blue Yeti in front of me, me too. If something that large hit me with enough force that right. could kill anyone.
5: There was a that was a no. There was a girl who got shot in the head, her eyeball popped out practically yes. she's got brain damage now. who's going to be accountable for that? nobody this is exactly
0: what we yeah. why this is why, why people protest. this is right. why people speak up because right. this is not when the police are doing this as an answer to people speaking up. not all lives matter exactly exactly. exactly.
1: there have been so many peaceful protests, and you just see. The nature of these cops—they're looking after blood. It's no longer about serve and protect. Oh. It's an excuse for them to let out all the rage that these people have.
4: Yeah, can mm-hmm. I seen, can yep. I seen a video of like one police officer in like raid gear, like getting like amped up and ready, Uh-oh. trying to get ready. yeah yeah yeah
1: Like he was playing a, a video game. Yeah,
4: Play, like he's trying to get rid for Call of Duty. I'm like this is not the time for you to be serious like this. No. And this is not the time for you to play like, this is not the time where you should be playing with other people's lives because people nope. are trying to protest and try to make sure that you're understanding that black lives matter like, we all matter, but we need to make sure that like, black lives matter, make I'm oh, sorry, my- <laughs> sorry, All right.
5: sorry It's alright, take your time mad, be good, man. Man. Yeah. I'm
4: just trying to say that we understand that all lives matter, but we have to make sure that black lives matter in order for, in order for all lives to matter.
5: Exactly. Yep. Although those, uh, what was it, the six or seven cops that ripped the, the, the black couple out of the car?
3: Oh, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, man, I saw that. I remember being so angry when I saw that video. And the yeah. car
1: in front of them, white girl, like, oh, waving out the, the window. Yeah. That is the definition <sighs> of, like, white privilege mm-hmm. right
5: there. Absolutely, you it's, it's have... really not fair. I mean,
0: peacekeepers should not be involved in wartime tactics. That is, right. that is the complete
1: antithesis of what a peacekeeper is. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we're seeing calls to demilitarize the police because some of these police are geared up like it's World War Three or some.
2: Right. Sh- well, here, here's the thing, too. It's like I've had this conversation with some friends, also. When you think about it. These cops really aren't here to protect them, sir. They're acting like a gang. If we, if we want to be completely honest, they're acting like a gang. The dangerous part is that this gang is heavily protected. Like that's right. why these cops um, get away with so much. Is because, they have
5: like, the union, bro.
2: They, they have the union and they have the law against them. You know, so whenever you take these cops to court, the law protects them. So you know they don't get charged. Like there's a reason why initially when uh, the cop who killed George Lloyd There's a reason why he only got. I think it was third degree. But we had to fight and fight and fight and fight and fight just so they could move that up to second degree. But mm-hmm. just off the strength that he is protected, just off the strength that he is a cop, that is why the first thing they did was give him the lesser charge.
0: Mm-hmm. And right. what
2: what I'm what I'm seeing now is more people opening up their eyes and realizing that wow these cops really aren't here, you know, to protect and serve. It's like, I'm, I'm seeing so many videos like you guys have. Like, there was this one protester who, lost, who literally lost his eye. He lost his oh. eye due to the rubber bullet. And it's like, what about him? Yes, he's a white dude, but what, what about him? Who is going to be held accountable for him losing his eye? This is why this stuff is important. Because they are not functioning as they're supposed to be functioning. So, yes, I'm totally down with them being demilitarized. This is why. This is why this is this is important. Because it's like, mm-hmm. just because you have a badge, just because you have the certification, does not mean you get to go around here and play with people's lives like this. You know, right. my life matters. Your life matters. This person's life matters. Yes, all lives do matter. But at the end of the day, and thank God for people starting to record with their phones. We are seeing it day after day. Black yeah. lives are the target of these of these I don't even want to call them I don't even want to call them police this is this, it's, it's a gang they are the target of this gang
5: They're the ones to the thugs
3: They're yeah. the thugs Yeah I'm not sure if you guys saw it but there was a video going around on the TL out of Seattle where police prevented an ambulance from coming through and I think that is probably the most egregious example of the me. police misusing their authority during this time I mean somebody needs medical assistance that person could perish, they could lose their life, and you're preventing the ambulance coming through and the EMTs treating them, giving them critical care, just because people are peacefully protesting and questioning your authority and holding you to account. I mean, that's absolutely abhorrent and heinous, and it really, really upset me. I'm not someone that usually gets upset, but that that video upset me. Genuinely.
1: And seriously, yeah. this is like some violation of Geneva convention Going. Absolutely. Oh, it's yeah. absolutely it's completely ridiculous we're seeing wartime tactics against civilians who are peacefully protesting as an american right i understand like trying to protect against rioting and and some of the more violent stuff but i've seen cops go corral people on these videos and for literally just peacefully protesting. There's mm-hmm. there's no violence towards the cops. Yeah, sure, people are swearing off at them whatever, but that's their right as Americans as long as they're not, you know, causing damage to the police, but you have to fight back when when these cops are I saw one video coming out from near where I live in Chicago. People were pulling the cops off for just beating the shit out of right. someone for nothing, for protesting.
5: Right. I've seen videos like that in New York where um they beat up a delivery guy on a bike. Are you-, Are you kidding me? In Asheville here in North Carolina, the cops
0: came up and deliberately destroyed a medical tent like a, a medical encampment oh. that was approved by the city.
5: You got it.
0: That's insane. The footage was taken out and everything and it was it was uh, people tried to deny it and everything. It was confirmed that they did this to a city sanctioned medical tent for the protests and then the only thing the one common element that i keep seeing from here in salisbury down in charlotte elsewhere in north carolina is that oh well they threw bottles at us i'm like you've got riot shields and y'all are saying that you're getting that they threw bottles at you when you're throwing bullets the size of freaking baseballs and pepper balls and you're you're shooting these people and all you the only complaint you can muster is that they threw bottles at you
4: they legit like have weapons while civilians have like only themselves and whatever's right. around them it just feels like they're it feels like they're not here majority of them are here not here to protect and serve they just want to bully because they want to they want to feel like they have the power and,
0: and that's it. the exactly. bad thing these this was apparent this was obvious before any of this happened that people are joining the force because they have something to prove they want Mm -hmm. to get behind that badge and be able to sit here and put people down because they feel that's what gives them the right these are folks who have been held accountable time and time again for like was it um it was the the officer who knelt on george floyd Mm -hmm. he had at least 18 other other counts
5: right yeah the yeah man, a lot on his record it was crazy when they released that
0: there was another man who had 79 complaints in three days and who was still part oh of the God. force no you have 79 no not three days three years i apologize i i correct myself if you have 79 compl- still 78 still two minutes
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah you're sitting here and you're employing someone who has 79 infractions. If I even get one infraction at my job, I am put in, you know, I'm disciplined for it. So what yeah. is to say that you sit here and have a job where you can have 79 infractions and still be employed and then sit here and say that there's no problem?
2: Right. It goes back to, you know, my initial point of them being protected, because let's just say, you know, let's just say for a, a doctor. Let's just put that into an example. You know, if a doctor was to kill somebody purposely while in operation. You know, they they had a vendetta out against this person, and boom, they committed a crime right there. That person died. That doctor loses all of their certification. That is it. All that hard Mm -hmm. work that you put to getting that certification, whether it was your, you know, PhD, whatever, that is out the window. You can no longer get work for a cop. They can do X, Y, Z as many times as they want, and they will still be employed. And that is the dangerous part here. That's very dangerous because, God forbid, if I if I go and and, and horse out out my job, and you know one of the kids gets seriously injured or hurt, and again, I've seen this this happen. That could be it for me, or I get a what's it called, a fifty one a. That is a big deal. Once you get a fifty one a on your on your record, that's it, buddy. But for cops. They can get as many, they, they can rack up as many complaints, or as many reports as possible, and boom, they are still employed, and, and it's nothing. It's like, ah, it's, it's a slap on the wrist. Like, there is no mm-hmm. reason why somebody with 78, 79 complaints or whatever should be allowed to be out there. Either you need to, right. you need to go back, you need to get your, get your ass back inside for training, or you're, you're off. Or right. stick to office work, but you should not be out there playing people's lives. And no, sometimes
5: it, it, they make those records go away. Sometimes too.
0: Yeah. And this is exactly why you know Colin Kaepernick, a number of NFL players, even beyond NFL, who have knelt. Oh, the f- and yes, protest in, of the NFL. And then you sit here and they say they said, "Oh, well, that's not how you protest." Well, that was that was peaceful protesting. You complained about that,
1: and then you say that these people are not in their right. I mean, you you can't have both. Right. I just rolled my eyes hard when, you know, NFL was was coming out like, oh, we support. bullshit.
2: Get out of here.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad I don't watch
2: sports, to be honest. (laughs) And I mean, that's another part of the conversation, too, now. Because it's like, all all of a sudden, because here's the thing. I appreciate the gesture of a lot of these companies. I was just having this conversation with my girlfriend not so long ago. Like, I appreciate the gesture but some of it doesn't feel general. Like some, we, we have to be honest here. A lot of these companies back-to-back saying Black Lives Matter all of a sudden, it's kind of just like the trendy marketing thing to do.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: Like I, would, I would greatly appreciate, like, listen, if you don't care for Black Lives or Black Lives Matter and you don't want to say anything, that is totally cool. I'll have more respect to you for that because you're sticking to your guns. Now it's left and right companies are saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. the NFL – Black Lives Matter. Bullshit, dude. You, you literally kicked out Colin Kaepernick because he had a piece of post. Like, now it's, it's Black Lives Matter. Nonsense. But I mean, I there, they hung him out to dry. Mean, they hung him out to dry. So, yep. like, again, if you don't mean Black Lives Matter, that is totally fine. That is your right. But don't sit there and bandwagon off of, you know, the engagements or... What don't sit there and bandwagon mm-hmm. and a profit off of it if you do not mean it. If you, if you don't mean it. like this is this is not something this this is not for profit. This is again people's lives at stake here. You don't you know, profit off of that.
0: It's like in the South, NASCAR is like NASCAR is like it's almost like church in the South. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. that popular. And NASCAR was like, oh well, you know we approve of all lives and we equality both bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. and i'm just like okay well where are the black drivers in your you know in your top tier races where are your black drivers in xfinity you know there were black drivers back in the day in the earliest days of nascar and now it's just it's completely monochromatic where are the black drivers where are the black teams if you are spouting equality then where are the equal opportunities for other drivers
3: yeah 100% Absolutely
2: I think a lot of people are seeing that now Because literally almost every si- It's like clockwork Almost every single time you see a company Tweet out Black Lives Matter like There's like somebody with a viral post saying But oh, hold on, wait, wait, wait a second But where's your Where are your black creators? Where are your black employees like mm-hmm. what's going on here yeah. there's there's a discrepancy here right like where where was all of this support before now all of a sudden it's black lives matter like well, it's something's not making sense here.
3: in addition to that um these companies, instead of just like posting empty platitudes, they actually need to show tangible support for organizations that are doing transformative work with black and brown people. I think the American term is run them coins, like actually yep. donate. Like you've got voluminous reserves of money, like you actually need to tangibly donate money to support groups that will help transform black and brown lives and help alleviate some of the structural inequality that exists within society. Because Lord knows the government's not going to do it because um, anti-blackness and white supremacy are the very foundations of the country. So if these orgs can help alleviate some of those conditions, then they need resources and companies should donate their resources to add to those aforementioned resources.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, it's like like put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> for real. Yeah,
5: I agree. I was fortunate enough to donate last weekend and also was able to go to a peaceful protest near my area as well after work one day. But I feel like that for me personally, that's just, I don't know. I want to do more. Same here. I don't know what else. <laughs> I, I am very vocal on Twitter about what's going on and mm-hmm. there's been some people who've had problems with that, but okay. I showed I show them the door. You can you could leave. <laughs> it's fine.
2: Perfect segue. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: five coming in with the perfect segue <laughs> oh, love you man
0: <laughs> that's skill right there
1: smooth as butter that's why i wanted to talk about next steering it back to power rangers and just fandom stuff my god the amount of hypocrisy i'm seeing oh, in the fandom <laughs> <laughs> holy can I, can I, mother I, of god man. can i start
4: this off go it, yeah, yeah. All right. please the fandom right now especially on Twitter has been a little bit more out. Some of them, some of it has been open, but some of them, they've been making, making it as a joke, just making just trying to make sure that they have a joke and, um, try to put in their own, um, their ideas. Cause I had one comment, made a common writer comment saying that there should be a black common writer, not comrade writer black, but a black common writer. And Somebody said a joke about what about camarada Camo from Comrade Dragonite, and then another guy just said like, "Hey, just like every single black person, he probably might die in the first episode." And that that really did piss me off because I was trying to make something positive, and you want to uh. go ahead and joke. Mm. And it took a time for you to not actually read the room and make a dark humor about it because I'll actually be serious because we only had two adaptations of Kamen Rider before and we only Mm -hmm. had one African-American Kamen Rider and he was gone for like two episodes. That was it. But it's just like sometimes the fandom doesn't really know how to read a room and read what's going on and they just want to say their two cents. Sometimes it could be right, but the majority of time it just doesn't go
5: well at all. And then they play the victim out of nowhere. Which is the most annoying part?
1: Oh yeah, the infamous like smug Toku time. Oh yeah. B S. Ah, and see, this oh, this boy. this person has been a problem in the fandom for like months now. They like highlighted some post that my co-host Zach and he got attacked by this person's followers.
5: For oh my goodness!
1: And using your platform for that kind of hate. They made a public post. Here's all the Black Lives Matter stuff I muted because I'm sick of seeing it. F- you, seriously. to the highest
5: degree. Keep that to yourself, seriously. She started playing victim immediately after. You don't purposely do that. Apparently, that's like a pattern with this oh, yeah.
1: person, and that's the type of that you're starting to see, mm-hmm. like from some of these people. Like it's it's a joke. And God, there's there's one guy who was just like, Oh well, all lives matter, and it's like you don't get it.
5: You don't understand it at all. You don't understand it.
1: You're not listening to members of this community of this fandom right. who are telling you that's wrong. These are the people that are being affected, and you're not listening. All for a joke? Like what kind of person are you? I
3: mean, I've been in this fandom since I was 13 years old In 2005 when I first joined up to Rangerboard And racism Mm -hmm. has never been more prevalent in the fandom Than it has been now at this current moment in time Mm -hmm. Um, I can't even begin to tell you the amount of restraint I've had to show on Twitter To not tear these racists apart I mean even like in the Legion chat I'm just like yo let me just calm myself down Because if I don't I'm gonna get suspended Mm -hmm. Um Maybe like last year, I remember Night of Spear made like a white ranger, white power joke. Oh, that's, oh, God, that that thing. That was one of the first things I saw. I remember, I was just like, oh, my God. Then there was the instance that Von just mentioned, then the smug thing. And I've seen various other like racial microaggressions just bouncing Mm -hmm. around the tokusatsu fandom. I mean, it's to be expected. Um, The tokusatsu fandom does have some cross pollination with any Twitter. And sure. Annie Twitter is known to just be like toxically racist and anti-black. A lot of Annie Twitter is like
0: 4chan and things like that. So mm-hmm. and channers are absolutely deplorable.
3: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, would you expect fandom is a microcosm of wider society? So it's gonna the, the right. anti-blackness and white supremacy that are present in wider society are going to be reflected in fandom. I just wish it wasn't so prevalent. And like every single time you try to bring it up, it's just like, ha ha ha, we're just joking. Ha ha ha. Ironic hipster racism. It's just like, no, racism is racism, regardless of whether you're doing it ironically or not. For a a show that we all love that promotes diversity
1: and inclusion and teamwork, man, some people must just be watching this for the explosions or some and not getting any god <laughs> lessons out of it and power rangers is not known for being subtle when it comes to its moral message of the day to oh, the point no. where oh, god. we critically <laughs> complain about it so even on a base level to not understand the basic messages that a five-year-old should be getting come on I mean, that's what's that's what's really painful about it, is that
0: for the better part most well, the vast majority of active Toku Twitter is well beyond the target market of Power Rangers. And if yeah. they can't understand the basic concept of what Power Rangers is, then there is a problem. The dynamic of Power Rangers, the team, is basically
1: what we're trying to convey. Is we're, that- we're a human team. Exactly. If we can't support other humans and be compassionate for people then what's the point if there is a member of the team that is less than okay
0: if there is a problem with a member of the team then the team is not at full strength Mm -hmm. that is what we're trying to say about society yep
2: my biggest problem is that let's start off with this power just has been around for god knows how long what 20 what what, what, year are we on 26 27
1: 27
2: 27 years. 27, We're on 27. Oh Tokusato's been around for, for much longer. Super Sentai, you know, probably the same, the same amount
1: 45, 50 years. Common Rider, like Ultraman, 60 years. It keeps going, yes. pretty it's, much.
2: It, it's been around for so long, and for us to have a community and for you know, these guys not to understand that. And then for them to make a joke about what it is that we're going through, it's almost like a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. That's what's kind of just been like bothering me this, this entire time. I mean, we've seen the Mighty morphin we've seen it in Turbo, there's just so many examples of it being a united front. Even when you have the Tommy Focus episodes, regardless, it's still a united front no matter who the person in charge is. Yeah. and. For you to sit there and and make a a joke or a mockery of that or not even acknowledge that the people that you love will make this community and you're not acknowledging what they're going through, you're making a mockery of that, it's wild. And the problem, too, is just like what I'm seeing is that everybody has seen the effects of what's happening in the past couple of weeks. Everybody has it. You can't skip mm-hmm. it. And the one thing I do love is just, like, everybody is being vocal about it. Even in my J-Rock scene, visual casing, there's people talking about this. Yutani Hikaru is talking about this. And this is the person who's saying for Kingdom Hearts, this is nuts. That's just, this is crazy.
4: We got Kier may Yes. Yeah.
2: Kirame
1: Red. Dude was sick with COVID-19 and he's coming out of that like Black Lives Matter. Wait, what? This happened? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yes.
0: And it's like, okay, if this guy could speak up and he's suffering from COVID, then there's no
3: excuse for Best you. Best g-
1: Sentai Red we've had in 10
3: years. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: he's like 18 years old.
3: <laughs> That's kind of dope still. This guy is young as f- and he gets it. The future. The kids are all right.
2: <laughs> the part that boggles my mind is these kids. Um, I'm going to call them kids because they're acting like kids. You know, these kids have all these examples right in front of them of influential Japanese people, their peers. They have so many examples of them doing the right thing, and they still choose not to. That's why, you know, I said what I said. It was just like, I, I don't even want to give them the experience excuse of that or their kids it's, it's not the fact that you're a kid or you know you may know not know how to read the room you know exactly how to read the room you know exactly how to act and you see all these examples in front of you and you're choosing to do the complete opposite right
1: did anyone see that video of that young girl like that 14 year old girl she was filming her front facing camera arguing against her racist parents yes did, yes
5: oh, white
1: 14 yeah, year old girl if she can get it, everyone else in this fandom should yeah. be getting it. Right. And even then,
0: because people are like, oh, well, children are the product of their raising and whatnot. This girl sat there and went beyond her raising and educated herself and came mm-hmm. back with those lessons to
1: her parents. We can't use that as an excuse. No. You have to pull yourself
3: out of your ignorance and educate yourself that's right absolutely these kids that are exclusively tokusatsu fans don't have any excuse whatsoever because even if you look at toku and the henshin hero subgenre even though it's very monocultural monochromatic like it's based at its very core on the tenets of peace love justice and accepting the humanity of others and racist Mm -hmm. behavior is not in line with that and it doesn't Mm -hmm. align with that so even when watching toku they're learning these basic concepts so they've got no excuse for their heinous behavior like whatsoever and why do you think that they have those messages over there i
0: mean racism is not just a united states thing they deal with it in japan they deal with it in the uk they deal with it this is a global phenomenon
3: absolutely if
0: they're teaching those lessons in japan for a reason then how can you not learn that
2: I know we, we love Power Rangers, you know, Super Sentai. I know we love it for, you know, the aesthetics, the cool fight scenes or whatever. But then again, there is a message to be learned. No matter how good or bad or trash the season is, regardless, you can always say at some point there is a centralized message there. And they try to get that across during their season. So, again, there is no excuse. And I think that's I think that's what the, the problem is, too. They're they're all for the aesthetics. They're all for, you know, the the flashiness. Yes, that's a component of it. But one one thing that we do appreciate about it is it's the message at the end of the day. You know, this is not just flashy fight scene. They're telling you, like, hey, we're here to fight for justice. We're here to fight for peace. We're here to fight for love. Just that right there should set everybody straight right then and there. So when you see somebody like a, a fi- like when you see Sentai 5 or whoever posting about you know, Black Lives Matter, just because you have that basis of 40, 50 years or however long you've been watching Tokusatsu, before you even think of making a dumb <laughs> post, that I'm going to unfollow. like, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're in the same fandom, and this fandom promotes XYZ. I should also be helping Sentai 5. I should be helping Von. Right. I should be helping whoever speaks out about us because my heroes, the ones that I watch every week, They are doing the same
5: thing. We should continue to always be building each other up, helping each other up instead of tearing each other down. And Mm -hmm. the Tokusatsu fandom lately is...
1: Toxic. Yeah. Like a sledge dump.
5: Yep. Oh, I keep spreading too.
1: What killed me was the one person five on your Twitter that was like, Well, I'm unfollowing them because I'm not here for the politics. I'm here for the sci-fi stuff. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. That got got
4: me pissed.
1: That sci-fi stuff is rooted in what we're talking about. Five and I love Star Trek. We could
5: go on for days about this.
1: (laughs) What the hell is Star Trek about? It's about... The future of humanity, how we can come together, how we can build a utopia by coming together and going out to explore strange new worlds, strange new worlds, and explore our humanity deeper. It's about bettering ourselves as a race. It's about learning as individuals. It's about making things better continuously. And let me tell you this stuff is not limited to the Tokusatsu fandom. Right. There are Star Trek people and quote unquote fans who are like super racist. And it's oh like, God. what the hell show have you been watching? Have you learned nothing? Star Trek in the sixties got an episode about people black on one side, white in the yes. other versus white on one side, black on the other. That was one of my
5: favorite episodes right there. And
1: they're like, beating you over the head with that and you can't get that lesson it is unimaginable to me how people cannot understand what they're watching
0: yeah. it gets really interesting to watch all these people who are like oh well you know i don't watch such and such for the political dialogue or blah 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 or there shouldn't be politics in comics mm-hmm. and i'm just like literally every single thing that you witness like as from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed everything that you hear has some form of political dialogue most anything in media is rooted in political expression that's how it came about that's how it subsists that's how it continues on to this day so if you really don't want Any sort of political dialogue, maybe you should stay in your room and turn off all the electronics and just hole up in your corner because that's the only way you're not going to
3: get any of that. Right. Speaking on these themes, I think it's hilarious how people will like write posts making like white supremacist KKK jokes, but still go and watch like Carmen Rider 01, which is rooted in themes of building a common understanding Mm -hmm. and accepting others' humanity. But still go, oh man, I love this new form, or I'm about to order these progress keys. It's just like, look at Gaia Matsu. Look at what happens to him. He's oh, essentially yeah. the zero one version of a racist. And look what's happening to him lately. He's getting his a- kicked every single week. For the past like three months. <laughs> the past three months consistently. You love these He's getting <laughs> kicked screen to screen. Look at what happened to Yua when she supported his racist ideals. She got her a- kicked by Carmen Ryder Vulcan. Mhm. You love to see it.
2: You know I never be down.
3: Exactly. You love to see it.
1: <laughs> but 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 that's that's when media is at its best when it's commenting on real world situations and guising it as a story for their own sci-fi. I mean, my God, just it's beyond star Trek. Science fiction started with Frankenstein, you know, Mary Shelley, my God, it's just, there's so much history about sci-fi has always been about speaking to the political discourse of what's going on in the real world and to fool yourself and like nope it's just mindless entertainment it's not because some of the best stories are reflective <laughs> of what's happening now
2: yeah, yeah. i mean i, I really don't do don't to watch the show anymore but um, one of my favorite Legends of Tomorrow episodes is in the first season where uh, this is back when Firestorm was still on the roster. Mm-hmm. and um, They go back in time to, I forgot what time, but it was definitely like in the slavery time. It, it was a Jax focused episode. And uh, my goodness, if I could rank that in terms of Arrowverse episodes, it has to be at least top 10 because that story contributed to the overall plot of, of the season, but They did a great job of just using the basis of team, which was, you know, to time travel. And they did not skip over that certain part in history just so Mm -hmm. they can highlight. We may be time travelers, but at the same time, too, these issues did happen. This is a part of history. This is part of our society growing up. And there's just so many examples of that, Even, even in comic books. And I'm a huge comic book guy. You know, like I'm reading a a Black Lightning story called Cold Dead Hands. And you would even just even though it's fiction, but you would think that it's it's something that is so relevant to our time now because it's talking about violence. It's talking about police brutality, how police view black people like there's literally a scene where a cop shoots a, a, a black man who was literally running to his family during a time of crisis. He shoots him. And after shooting him, he makes all these excuses on why he shot him, which is an exact reflection of what we see now. Cops will come up with the most absurd excuses on mm-hmm. why they will kill somebody. And again, to, to see all of that and to be a part of these different subgroups and to still act the way you act, again, it's, 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 it's bonkers. Literally, this stuff is it's beating you over the head. It's, it's right there. It's, it's teaching you all these themes. And for some strange reason, it, it goes over your head. And that's the part that, that confuses me so much about this fandom. Power Rangers beats the stuff over the head all the time.
4: And Ro, to bring it back to Power Rangers again, Power Rangers Time Force, look at that season. Yeah. Look at Didn't Katie had an episode when she went back in time and she felt some of that pressure like that?
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they th- were all looking at her and giving her weird looks. I remember that one.
4: I remember that too. And can you look at that episode? You can look at when Trent felt pressure because he was an alien, and Eric was uh-huh. trying to um trying to hurt another alien. That was that was good. Yep, yeah. Power Rangers pushes that message in pretty much in the show, but nobody really pay attention to it because everybody wants to look at pew pew pow pow. Yeah.
5: Come on. Same with um same with SPD also. Yes, SPD does that yep.
1: twice. Yeah, I was just or gonna say times. that. Look, <laughs> Jack Landers is a black leader. Yeah, In a police organization. Cool. And, yeah. my God, I love SPD. And when... I mean, I'm about to go off, but... Please do. Oh, go off, brother. Go on, oh, bro.
4: No. This is your field.
5: Talk to you. I'll you. I can only back you up. That's all I can do. Uh, look, Sky was a piece of <laughs> Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> but he grew. Yeah, He grew. And... It was because of what Jack was doing. Jack gave him the opportunity to learn. And Jack had to grow too. There was growing pains for everyone that season, but the whole point was they were able to learn off of each other. And the most powerful moment in SPD for me was when Jack gave Sky his mirror. That was the most epic and sky was like are are you sure like like i'm freaking tearing up right now like that was powerful yeah and for jack as as a black leader to give over his power to someone who was being a for most of the season to see that sky was growing too i love spd and right. I know it's sensitive with like, you know, police and media and, and all that stuff going on, mm. but to say that Power Rangers has never touched this stuff, get out of here. Right. For real.
5: And S P D would never stand for this kind of police brutality. Oh not Jack instantly. Landers Jack Landers we, Jack Landers would be the first one to literally step up and snap back saying like this isn't right in any of that. Man,
4: if you can if you can grab if Jack and Growl at him at Doggy Kruger, you know what he'll do if he right. if it <laughs> happened in real life.
5: Oh man. <laughs> He's not afraid to step up to authority like that.
1: I mean, yeah, and the whole the leader, Doggy Kruger, he's an alien. He's right. not even human and he's teaching these guys. Exactly. And, and girls. Like, come on. So good. <laughs> it's so good. I freaking love Doggy Kruger,
3: man. Best <laughs> <laughs> man forever. ever It's GOAT, man. Honestly, STD is just GOAT. Like, yeah. They have,
5: they have to learn from um a talking. Uh what was it? We're talking uh, gorilla. Uh, talking puppet, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Silverback. <laughs> oh
1: Silverback. Yeah. oh Silverback. my god, oh, Silverback. And, oh. Uh, once again John Tui yep. goat. I oh, am yeah. goat.
3: <laughs> I'm so jealous you guys <laughs> got to meet him at Ranger Wait, <laughs> John Tui was Silverback as well? Yeah, yeah. Was. Yeah. What?
5: Yes.
1: Yeah, that was John Tui. Yep. Yeah. Son. He even did the Silverback voice at Ranger Stop. I I wanted to just <laughs> die. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <are old. laughs> Meeting him was like greatest fandom day of my life. Like I'm like oh, after man. this I can be done.
3: <laughs> he's Matt Tool as well, right?
1: No, he was shorter than me. He's, he's
3: really? short,
4: but yeah, I he's short.
1: <laughs> like I'm six one, he's got to be like five eleven. Yeah, Ash,
4: he's like the same. He's kind of like the same height as me, pretty much.
1: Oh raw, no way.
4: Yeah, but he's such a nicest
1: man. That guy is built. <laughs> I swear to God, his arm must have been thicker than my head. It was like, God, <laughs> d- what are you? What? I was like, oh, would- great bear hug. That guy yeah, is a, amazing. He's a teddy bear. <laughs> Anyways, that, that's like the John Toohey part of the segment.
4: <laughs> <Excellent>.
5: <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but, but no, like five, just going back to like Star Trek for a bit. Mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine, past oh. tense.
5: Yes, that's a powerful. Oh, my God. That's a powerful episode.
1: Past tense, and and for those people that aren't into Star Trek or maybe haven't seen that episode, they actually go back in time to the year twenty twenty four, and right this around. is scary. You watch that <laughs> episode, and it's like we're only a couple years from that for real. And same with
5: um, same with Far Beyond the Stars. Yep. But uh, where um, it focuses on. I think it was the fifties, right?
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was the fifties, but. I mean, you got you got Star Trek talking about in 2024, there's riots because people are yeah. in fenced-off ghettos. It's heavy.
5: It's dangerous. Star
1: close. Trek is like, hey, that's happening in 2024, and you look at what's going on now, <sighs> we're not too far off. And it's, it hits hard. Yeah. They had that episode in 1995. <laughs> We've been talking about this stuff for decades. Yeah, it's... So don't, yeah. don't <laughs> come at me, fandom, with, oh, well, it's just entertainment. Why are you injecting politics into it? Y- y- you guys really need to open your eyes. Yeah, Absolutely. You, and you,
2: you, you know, it's See funny, the too, like, the, the fandom, for for some reason, like, they love Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Even Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They even had a whole episode where, the, it's the common Rider team-up. Like, the first, yes. I think the first three episodes of that season was them going to... What, what's that Illinois, place called again? Illinois. They Illinois. go to Edanoy, yep. and they were even beefing. A friend in need. A friend, friend in need. need. They were even with beefing with, with Home. I'm sorry, I forget his name because you know yeah, they, next. Were, they They're beefing with Max because they were aliens, and you know the Power Rangers were human, and they had to learn how to work together. Like that's another perfect example already from the first season, the, the, the season that everybody can't seem to stop right it's right there even from the jump power rangers has been about joining together equality fighting together reaching a common ground and and fighting the 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 greater evil even the the first season showed that
1: yeah i mean come on they had a whole episode about picking up trash and yet (laughs) you know we're still (laughs) talking about global pollution and, and and everything like 27 years later yeah it's wild.
5: It really is. It's crazy when you, uh, all the, all these pieces just like line up into this big puzzle, the bigger picture.
1: So we're talking about these things and to bring it back to Power Rangers, that's why Power Rangers, I think has been so successful is because of all of the representation that it brings for people. And it seems like we've got half of Legion here on the podcast But I love what you've guys done like with TJ Day. (sighs) That's all that's all rope. (laughs) Well, rope, yeah. But I'm serious, like TJ, first black leader of the Power Rangers. Don't make me sing the jingle. Uh, (laughs) jingle. (laughs) And, And and that's and that's a shout out to Andre, Black Nerd comedy. But that's the thing. It's like everyone celebrating an icon for people. Yeah. And for a lot of people, I can't speak to who represents you, but TJ for a lot of people is that first representation in Power Rangers where, where people are like, oh, wow, he's a leader. He's black. He's the Red Ranger? This is mind blowing.
5: My dad. <laughs> <laughs> TJ is to a lot of people what Zach was to an older generation, I feel. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: For all of us, we always find that, that one ranger character. And I'm not I'm not talking about actors. Let's completely separate actors yes. from characters. I'm just talking about <laughs> what we've seen. But that's not to say I mean there there are some there are some actors who totally live up to their characters and go beyond and shout out to them. But I think everyone in this fandom has latched on to a ranger that is wow, they're like me. This is great. I can see myself in them. That's what I would do in this situation or they represent me and they're my favorite now because that is the representation of who I aspire to be, or who I am like. Right, five, five. I think Ravi, Beast Morphers. Oh, yeah. I was
5: definitely going to mention him. That It's taken, so I don't know, how long has it been? It took like 25 years to get a fully-fledged Indian character on Power Rangers. That's an actual Power Ranger, too.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: What do we have? Ernie from Megaforce as the stereotypical character. Oh, that that guy does not represent me. <laughs> not at all. But, yeah, Ravi, definitely. um i had the I had the opportunity to meet his um his actor, Jazz Baduwalaa at PMC, like the day after the cast was revealed. Shoutouts outs to uh, Este cause he told me where he was gonna be. And he and I got to speak for a little bit. You know, I said, you know you're the first like Indian Indian power Ranger, and uh, a lot of people are um I'm not, I'm not gonna say expecting big things, but you know, a lot of people, feel like this is important because and he he really he understood the he he knew what he was getting into he knew mm-hmm. that he wanted to do good by the community so you're doing a good job jazz don't worry going back to a blue ranger mm-hmm.
4: for me i would say ethan james was pretty much yeah. the, it's the one that really resonates with me because for one he's a black nerd he's a geek loves video games loves technology and everything <laughs> else but he knows when to stand up for himself and when he wants to speak up and don't be afraid of bullies, because you can see that in the first episode of *Donald Thunder*, he was ready to speak, <laughs> say some words to Connor, and then he had the episode with Tyson's actor. I can't forget. I forget his Dwayne name. Dwayne Cameron. Yeah, Dwayne. Well, that's not his character name, but I'm gonna say Dwayne right now. But. <laughs> He's pretty much not afraid to be who he is and is not afraid to stand up for himself because even though he's a nerd and even though he's a power ranger, but he's always ready to um to speak of him and speak his peace and and try to be able to be himself without anybody
3: judging him
2: Thank absolutely
3: you. for me, the character who I resonate with, I am aware that this movie wasn't that popular, but it's Billy from the 2017 Power Rangers movie, um, who's portrayed by RJ Siler. Me personally, I am a black man who is on the autistic spectrum. I was diagnosed with, um, as it was known then, Asperger's syndrome when I was 15 years old. And to see Mm -hmm. such a realistic portrayal of a black individual who is on the autism spectrum and with their blackness not divorced from their autism and like just intertwined, was so refreshing and was absolutely mind-blowing to me as an individual who is on the autistic spectrum i also resonate with um ethan as well because i was a nerd who got bullied when they were younger and cam also a little bit as well because i have quite a smart mouth when i'm ready to um <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. trust me as well too. i
5: resonate <laughs> with cam also
0: <laughs> from the moment i saw him i have to go with jack Landers. I don't know what it is about Brandon J. McLaren and the way he the way he acts. But (laughs) as Jack Landers is portrayed, he I mean, the moment you see him, he's got he's got morals. He's got his own set of Mm -hmm. his own code that he follows. And he's like, okay, no, I'm not going to do this because that's against what I am. But then he's not afraid to change that. With the introduction of new information,
4: Mm
0: -hmm. he's probably one of the more complicated characters I've seen introduced in the Power Rangers, Mm -hmm. because you see him, he's got a sense of pride. I mean, he's got a strong sense of pride, and so he falls hard when he gets brought down a few runs.
1: It's almost stubborn pride. And when he learns the lesson, he gets knocked down a peg, but he learns from it. Exactly. And he learns from that, and he applies that lesson moving
0: forward. Then the anxiety that he shows, you know, out of concern for his uh, for his teammates and the fact that he's leading them and he realizes if I make one mistake, they have to deal with the consequences. The identification of that and just the the overall concern for other people under your care just really resonates with me. Yeah. That was well said.
2: Is also, yeah. Jack Landers oh. the GOAT.
0: Yeah, right? he's,
2: a, he's a top five Red Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. I'm obviously, you know, going to go with, you know, TJ because I I just recently did a Turbo and and Space rewatch and a lot of things that there's a lot of new things that I've grown to appreciate about TJ watching those episodes. First off the bat, it was so refreshing, again, to see Tommy, who was the leader from Monty Morphin, Alien, Zeo, and then for Power Rangers to take that big step and replace him with a black guy, for me, that was mind-blowing. Like, I said on the Legion of Boom podcast, like, next to King for a Day, like, at least the first five seconds of King for a Day, like, I remember the passing of the torch. I remember watching that episode. I remember it vividly, just watching, you know, that episode and the monumental scene of him passing the torch on to TJ. Seeing TJ be the glue that brought this entirely new team together. And then seeing TJ go through literally like that second turbo team, they went through the mud. But to see TJ, a fresh leader, lead his team, make the mistakes that he needed to make and learn from those mistakes was, that was something that always resonated, you know, with me. And even when he went up, went up into you know, space, that's something that will always, always resonated with me in, in a positive way. I guess I try to reflect that as much as I can, you know, even, you know, when I'm working, you know, with the guys in the Legion or, you know, doing other projects, you know, try to have show leadership qualities, I guess. I mean, I may not do the best job, but a lot of the things I do with the Legion and just in real life kind of just shadows what TJ did, because for me, that was like the real first example of somebody as a superhero being a black and having, you know, a sense of authority there. And again, that's why I did the whole TJ Day thing, because, you know, I realized this person was a big influence to me. And I know he was a big influence to everybody else. And mm-hmm. even though it was yeah. a joke, but TJ Day thing grew and grew and grew, because I think over time we helped spread the word on not only is just TJ, but there's other great black Power Rangers that also need to get their shine as well. One day I hope for us to get, you know, uh, Ethan Day. One day I, I hope for us to get a, a, a Jack Slanders day, you know, or uh, a <laughs> Damon Henderson day, please. A Damon, a Damon Henderson, like because, oh. you know, these black characters are honestly like they are the glue for a, a lot of these teams that really holds them together and they need to be appreciated. And again, I, I don't know what it is with me and starting jokes and it, it just blows up to be a huge thing, but it is what it is. And I'm happy that TJ Day is a day. And, whether or not it gets, like, officially recognized, I don't care, but just the fact that it exists and, and just the fact that more and more people are starting to understand the importance of these characters is something that I'm very proud of, and see, it also goes back to the Legion of Boom as well. It's just like, the way the Legion was, it never was supposed to be like this. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, this, was, yeah. this was not the intention. Right. What I'm doing with my comic book thing, that was supposed to be the Legion, but I But for some strange reason, it grew to what it was. And I'm happy with that because not to say there wasn't black representation, but I felt that there was a lack of it. So it was important Mm -hmm. for us to get, you know, Five, Vaughn, Ash, Carr, and all of them, even Pre as well. It was important for us to have that group that diverse group so we can get our own little pocket in the fandom so we can show that there's more voices when it comes to Tokusatsu and Power Rangers as well I feel like there, there needed to be another side to things you know not to say you guys in Ranger Command you know Ranger Liz and not to say you guys weren't doing good work but we felt that there needed to be another voice there as well. And again, I'm happy with what we're doing.
1: Absolutely. And that's why I wanted all of you guys on the show, because everyone's doing their own projects. We're trying to all speak about our experiences and anything that we can do to help elevate you guys or or anyone in the fandom. You know, that's Ranger command was all about let's focus on Ranger nation. You know, that's why we've got 50 comments for to answer a question is because at the end of the day, people just want to be heard and they want a platform to be heard on. That's why I respect the hell out of Legion. You guys are doing great work and thank you. (laughs) All all of you guys are doing great work for your creative talents to push something positive positive. Into the fandom, there's a lot of people who complain about oh, there's these big voices in the fandom, and anyone who complains about that, then put in the work. Mm -hmm. If you want your voice to be heard, put in the work. It's not like all of us just hopped onto Twitter and all of a sudden we were big, we put in the work to make our voices heard, and that's a microcosm of what this whole movement is about. People want to be heard. They want their truth to be heard. And if it takes protesting to do it, that's what you're, it's going to do. But it's not going to be you sitting at home complaining to no one. You have to do the work.
5: Mm-hmm. Well said. Can't have said it any better.
1: Yep. Bringing it back to Power Rangers, I think that's the beauty of this franchise because for 27 years, we now have hundreds of characters that come from all walks of life. Obviously there should be better LGBTQ representation, but even the 2017 movie took a step in that direction. And the comics, Remy and Ari and Power Rangers is taking those steps and they have taken those steps for 27 years. And I think that's why we got so many responses to what Power Ranger you feel represents yourself. It's because Power Rangers has covered it all. Sure, there's more work that needs to be done and they could be representing more people, but it's one of the few global franchises to highlight the importance of inclusion and diversity over generational periods now.
5: That was very well
1: said. <laughs> That's the thing about Power Rangers is that
0: is year after year, They put in the work to show that you have this team that's a unified front from various outlooks of life who go in day in and day out to protect whether it's their, you know, their city, the world, another planet, other galaxies, and they can do it as a united front. And I think that one of the underlying messages of Power Rangers is that it's not just a one-and-done deal. You can't sit here and say, oh, hey, look, we've got a team representative of various races, colors, and walks of life. We're done. No, it's a constant, it's a job. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the effort. And it's not, well, I've done the work. My grandfather did the work. My father did the work. I don't have to, or my son doesn't have to. They're going to have to do the work as well. And that's... One of the things I pull from Power Rangers is that they keep coming back because the work keeps needing to be
1: done. Yeah, well said.
2: Yeah, and again, it, even with this movement, yes, we are seeing great strides. I can honestly say, like, what's happening now is it is a massive step in the right direction. But even after all is said and done, there's still more to be done. There's more awareness to be done. There's, there's more inclusion. be done hell we may not even live to see more of these great strides happen but as long as we're doing the work now and using whatever platforms that we have whether big or small regardless now we still need to be putting in the work we have kids or you know family members again they they're gonna have to do it as well like this is this is not over this is far from over but it is a step in the right direction Eric, again, this is why I appreciate you having us here. Again, this is just another step in the Mm -hmm. right direction. And this isn't over. If anything, this is to be continued.
5: It's only the beginning.
2: Yeah. And I can say something, too. Pretty much, I
4: want to thank Power Rangers, like, the overall franchise for just making me who I am as a person today. Because without the franchise, without the morals that it gave me as a kid, I wouldn't be in a position where I am now personally, professionally as well. It's because it motivated me to be better, be better than myself because I grew up in a community that was not so great. And I wanted to do something great, but trying to make sure that I move in, a, in accurate legal ways to make sure that I move right. So every time that I watch Power Rangers, I get kept myself motivated to do better and be better because my heroes are doing better. Like as a ranger as well as personally, and I just want to feel like I want to feel empowered. So having this talk right now makes me feel more appreciative of the, of the franchise because me as a black person has a voice. Well, I wouldn't have made friends on on Twitter or anybody else because of my love of Power Rangers. I wouldn't have been friends with majority of people in Legion of Boom because of Power Rangers or Tokusatsu. Or people in just in general, because we all like the same thing. And we all should be coming together because we all like the same thing. We all should be following the same morals and values. So one thing I do love about this franchise is that I do love the fact that they give us a voice and they give us a pretty much a dialogue majority of the time. I feel more appreciative, and I also feel like I should be more appreciative as well as everything else is happening. So... I want to thank you, Eric, for just like having us here, because me being able to um, say what I feel and how I approach things and how I think, I really want to thank you, because sometimes we don't really get that platform, and it's it's great to have somebody that can give us that platform and speak up about everything.
1: You're absolutely welcome, and I love having you guys on. I, I know half of you guys are on here for the first time, but it's been a long time coming, because... You guys have not just great physical voices, but powerful perspectives too. And that's all I want to do is I just, I want to use the platform to make voices heard. And we should all be striving to use our platforms and our positions to keep pushing the message, not just Power Rangers, but the good that's in the world and the good that we need to do to make the world a
5: better place never have any fear of freezing your voice either don't ever show fear because the moment you show one sign of fear that's how other people silence you you can't have anybody silence you in these trying times especially
1: yeah and circling back to the whole get the politics out of mind yeah. whatever insert entertainment here we need to speak right. against that because it's ignorance it's what it is and you know i can admit my ignorance to being a white person that i know my privilege and i i know i have not had some of the struggles that you guys have had and but through education that's that's the only way we can dig ourselves out of this we we have to be open to change and we have to be open To learning about painful things that other people are going through that's empathy, that's what we need to have and bringing it back to Black Lives Matter and just some of the police brutality that we are seeing on a daily basis now because people are using technology to show their perspective to shine a light on this absolute bullshit that is going on right now with these cops is just, we have to educate ourselves. We have to learn and we have to show empathy. If even one single cop showed empathy to the guy that they pushed over and dudes bleeding out of his ears. If one person showed compassion, like five said, you can't be afraid to show compassion. And cause if you show weakness then you got 57 of those resigning for two of them.
0: You know what I mean?
5: Absolutely.
0: I mean, I understand that I've seen it on a number of occasions, either on my Twitter feed or even on Facebook, that there are some people who come up to them and you'll know, ask them, okay, well, how do I, how do I learn to help to further the message that black lives do matter? And there are folks who say, well, it's not my job to educate you. And it's like, okay, I understand that. Not everyone can be an educator, But if you don't Mm -hmm. feel, if you don't feel like it's not your job to educate them, then send them to someone who can, or tell them to find someone who can teach you about this while you're educating yourself. Because at the same time that yes, they do need to educate themselves. Part of unity is being able to educate others.
1: Yeah. I think we just need to help raise each other up. That's what we have to do
5: yeah no more no more tearing each other down can't afford that in this in this in this kind of time no not this kind of day and age mm-hmm. <laughs> not now
2: one other thing too is just like it's okay to be uncomfortable when you're learning about these things or when you're trying mm-hmm. to be better it's okay because even for me as a black dude watching this stuff is uncomfortable learning the history is uncomfortable And, you know, again, this is mainly my people that are suffering the most. And kind of just one thing I kind of want to recommend, you know, for everybody who's listening, you know, or just even in general, like, it's okay to be uncomfortable going up and was like, hey, what can I do? Or even better yet, even if you just want to go and learn by yourself, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel what you feel because this stuff is not easy. I'm not expecting it to be a walk in the park for nobody. But if you're willing to learn, that by itself is a step in the right direction. That's the Mm -hmm. first step.
1: That is. That's why it really hurts seeing some of the stuff in the fandom, just the base level of not caring. We have to call it out. And I applaud you, Ro, not taking any and putting some of these people on blast because it's kind of despicable to see this some of this stuff that that we're seeing not just in our fandom but like ash said you know annie twitter and and all of that stuff
2: yeah the main reason why i've been you know so vocal lately the past couple of days is because i remember being in annie twitter and that's back when it was a little smaller you know like you can kind of pinpoint who the head honchos were at the time and one thing I saw is just like, as it grew, there was kind of, there was like, th- there was no sense of leadership, I guess. You know, kind of just everybody went off and started doing their own thing, which is fine. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's social media. But then as I left any Twitter and went to Toku Twitter or pirate just Twitter, one thing that kept me there is because there were like the, the OGs or like the big guys, you know, there that you, you could kind of look up to. Back then, you know, you had the power force, you know, major Command was still a thing. And even when, when we started growing as the Legion as well, I think it's important, you know, for us older guys, you know, white, black or whatever, to hold these younger guys or whoever accountable, because at least it shows that there's people here who cherish this fandom, who, who want to see it grow, who appreciate what it has to offer, and who, who doesn't want to see it go to sh- that's what I didn't see in any Twitter. It kind of just grew into this thing where it's massive, but there's no oversight. So, again, that allows people to be racist. That allows people to be homophobic, sexist, or whatever. But at least here, in our little fandom, at least in my point of view, we have those people there. And I want to continue mm-hmm. to use you know, the little platform that I have you know, to, to speak out against it. It kind of just... Make sure, you know, we, we stay in line. Like, we can have fun. We can joke. That's all said and done. But there has to be a limit. The time to joke is not when people are dying on the street left their because of the code. The time to joke, it's mm-hmm. not time to joke when you got the president saying dumb shit and right that are playing with people's lives. I'm doing what I'm doing because I want to inspire others to do what they're doing as well. You don't have to have a Legion of Boom type following. You don't have to have 1,200 followers. You don't need to do it. As long as you use what you have to speak out against what's happening, it's all good. And that's what I want us to do as a community. I want us to continue to speak out against what's happening. Because if we don't do that, we we are no better than the heads over in Annie Twitter. Power Rangers has a centralized theme. And as fans, we need to do the best that we can to continue to push that theme.
5: We've got to be the change that we want to see. Yes.
3: Absolutely. Yep.
4: We got to be the Power Rangers. Yep. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I call
3: peace. <people. sighs>
5: yo, I mean, yo,
3: I mean, Legion of Doom, there's so many of us. We're basically the Key Ranger already anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we are. <laughs>
1: All right, so before we move on to our Ranger Nation answers, because we got a lot, I, I wanted to highlight a couple ways to donate some links. And if you guys have any um organizations that you recommend, by all means, please speak up. But there's a really good card website, Black Lives Matters, plural, dot C A R R D dot Co. And there are plenty of links and resources to donate. Even if you don't have money, what you can do to help organization on protests, where you can donate to help and some great resources at that link. And I was reading about that link. It's amazing. It's a 17 year old high school student that put that together.
3: Wow. Wow. Wow, That's crazy.
1: And of course, blacklivesmatter.com. There are so many bail funds out there, too, that people are donating to. Any organizations that you guys want to highlight?
2: I mean, mostly what I've been doing is I just go on Twitter and I I just type threads to donate or petitions to sign. Normally, like, the the first thing that you'll get is just, like, a, a huge viral tweet of threads that you can donate to. And honestly, what I've been doing, like, every couple of days is just going on each one, and it only takes like maybe one or two minutes. I just go, I sign, if I got a little something, I'll donate, and you can just go down the list, honestly, all together. You know, you can do as many as you want in a day. If you want to give a little money, you don't have to, but you can also just sign and keep it moving because a lot of those are bail funds. A lot of them are to help George Lloyd and Breonna Taylor's families. A lot of those are to help with the businesses that have been affected by the riots and the looting so there's just so many different ways out there. So the best thing you can do find out petitions. You'll find it there. So that's the best advice I can give.
3: I would suggest there's two orgs. There is Reclaim the Block in Minneapolis who do community organisation with black and brown folks. And then there's another organisation called Black Visions Collective. They do a lot of work with black LGBTQ folk, um, specifically like black trans women and so on and so forth who are usually disproportionately um, on the end of state violence from law enforcement officials. Now, I'm personally not LGBTQ, but as a straight man, I feel like I should use my voice to highlight such organizations, to be perfectly honest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anyone else before we move on?
5: I think they uh, pretty much cover the bases because I pretty much do the same. I donate when I can, sign any petitions, retweet any threads. Also, Ranger Liz and Ash have been going out of their way to promote Black artists, black content creators, that's an amazing thing to really do, especially for social media. And just keep speaking out. If you can't donate or anything, just, you know, retweet the links, spread the links, post the links. Someone, you know, someone's going to find it useful
3: yeah keep sharing i was just gonna say on what five said um in terms of like promoting black content creators i am at the moment making a directory of black anime podcasters and i bought the domain blackanimepodcast.com which will be launching should be end of june and i also bought the domain tokupods.com so i'm also working on a directory of tokusatsu podcasts i don't think one exists yet so that should be launching maybe like mid july once i finish building the website so yeah. Oh, yeah. So awesome.
5: Thank you, man. For real.
4: Sign petition cuz using the first link that um that Eric just mentioned, you can find a lot of local petitions and local donations because mm-hmm. you can buy one by by like organizations, you can buy one by state, you can buy one by one by county pretty much. So if you live in that area, you know that you, um that you can like, spare something or sign a petition, just go through that website and just find something that's local to you or, or just go to like the the main ones as well.
1: Yeah, and we'll have a whole bunch of links in our show notes um, on our site when this episode goes live. So I want to move on to Ranger Nation answers because the response has been absolutely crazy. So we asked which Power Rangers character do you feel most represents you and why? ton of response on twitter so i really want to thank people who have commented for the first time regular listeners i love to see this kind of response and the response has been amazing so first off uh, daniel parker at Zativ said billy cranston both versions i was seven when MMPR started i didn't know then i was on the autistic spectrum seeing david being the nerdy kid with glasses that not everyone understood really resonated with me rj did a wonderful job of continuing that and putting a name to it that was beautiful i, I don't know do you guys want to take turns reading or should sentai five and i, can, <laughs> I don't mind, <laughs> i don't mind reading as well, I can bounce off as well.
3: Uh, uh, all right
1: oh. all right Row ash five von lee and then myself okay
2: the next one is It Takes Two to Toku at It Takes Two to Toku. I gotta go with Billy Cranston too. A nerdy and socially awkward kid who gained self-confidence through martial arts and a solid group of friends in high school.
3: Kyle at Deadpool Ranger says, Ziggy, he's a goofball who always got equipped when ready. He sometimes wasn't always there in the head, but can be quite sharp. He was the first ranger to ever acknowledge the explosion behind him. He'll get serious when needed, and he's a great friend to have. Reps me perfectly
5: ranger chronicles podcast at ranger Cron pod chip from mystic force first we share the first name charles but also i feel like i'd easily be overshadowed by the rest of the team
4: austin at the ranger t says curio because he's baby <laughs>
0: josh the toku fan at Shinken red 813 Billy Cranston, very nerdy guy, taken forcefully out of his comfort zone and forced to become a better person. Billy from MMPR Season 1 versus Billy from Zio is like a whole other character. So calm, collected, excellent fighter. It's just a shame he didn't get the phantom suit. If only.
5: only. (laughs) (laughs) He got robbed!
1: Rider Club at Rider Club Maine said Zach and TJ and Devin.
2: Uh, we got Nelly Jelly at Zio Ranger 4. Um, that's it, right? Ivy? Okay. Uh, yeah. Adam, I feel like he's a quiet charm, which I'm not trying to say I have. He's mean, where he's shy and a bit awkward when you first meet him, but as you get to know him, he breaks out of his shell a bit more. Could be said about other Rangers too, but Adam is my pick.
3: At Legend Henshin, for me, it's Mac from Operation Overdrive. I was treated differently growing up, like robotic, even though I was treated that way. I wanted family, friends, and a chance to prove my potential. And it took a long time, but I was able to prove everyone that I was a real boy by the end. Um, okay. That's uh, a... Yeah. That's, that's a take. A take the
5: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we love you. And we love you lots. Yeah. At Carbon Rider Echo. Ethan represents me the most. Everything about his character reminds me of me, which makes him my favorite Blue Ranger. He's a black nerd who is willing to stand up when he needs to. Excellent. Hell yeah.
4: Zachary Diamond at Zachary L. Diamond says, I would like to go with Billy Cranston as well. I'm nerdy and have been awkward, and my favorite color is blue. Billy's always been my favorite anyway. One reason being he's the most handsome At least he is later on when nerdiness is not his dominant trait.
0: Okay. I kind of like that one. Cordell DeWare at C DeWare. Chip, around the time Mystic Force was on TV, I was about seven and I was being made fun of for having red hair. So seeing a ranger with red hair was really cool. And since he was a geek, I really connected with him.
1: Uh, Jesse Elias at Zeltrax Melanue said Coda without question. He's living in a world that is alien to him, and he's struggling, especially with being a caveman, but he's working to better himself all the time. That's why I love the big (laughs) lug. That's
2: really
5: nice. That's nice. Yeah.
2: We got Dear Bear at Derek McGill. Albert from Down Charge. He's obsessed with cryptids. Would rather save kittens than fight. Wears an patch because he's cool. Willingly defers to a more competent and diverse younger generation, and has a beard. Also, we a which I can't pronounce. Names. It smells bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do have to say, I did forget about Albert. So we literally have like one single bearded. We have a boomer,
3: <laughs> Richard Volmar at the keyblader twenty-one. I would have to pick Dino Charge Aqua and that's James Navarro. He said I can't remember his name because I would stay away from the people I love to keep them safe. So, you want to be an absentee father? For um, what? for, for uh, 10 years, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I hope you pay child support at least. Please, <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. Uh, Tyler Bozetsky is that how you say his last name? Bozetsky, Bozetsky, uh, Bozetsky. Okay, yeah, at Tyler Bozetsky. Bridge. Definitely bridge. Quirky, says things others may not understand, and all around, mostly, fun to be around. From That's a hey nice is, one. <laughs>
4: from, hey, is that 90s kid at Laura32984, I want to say I'm Coda. I'm kind of silly, always hungry, love baseball, and protective.
1: Oh, That's fact, I'm
4: always hungry as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. That's a way of life.
1: I definitely could go for a Bronto burger. Oh, That's what I'm Oh, doing. yeah. I'm making burgers tonight. Party at my house. <laughs> hey. We'll be
0: there.
2: Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tyler Waldman at Ariseth. Probably Ziggy. A dork with very specific talents. He gets into occasional scrapes, but has a lot of heart. He's determined to bring happiness to others, be they sick orphans or an imperiled Dr. K.
3: Before we go into the next one, can I just say shout-outs to Tyler for just, yeah. like, ranger cost and just, like, Starting off the whole Power Rangers podcasting game, like him, MP, and Chris Funaro need to reunite because that was hilarious back in the day. Uh-huh. Oh, the old <laughs> make a reunion hashtag. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, Ranger cast reunion. Let's do it, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Tyler's great.
1: Orange Ranger videos at Orange Ranger vid. Boom from SPD. Very smart, nerdy, and geeky. Wants desperately to be a hero, but isn't good at fighting. Probably a little heftier than your standard ranger body type, and of course the orange. <laughs> <thing>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, got... I
2: love orange! <laughs> <Thank> yeah, <you. laughs> we got.
1: That's why. That's why I want Toquger. I mean, come on! Even Q Ranger,
2: we need orange we rangers. Do. Just,
0: just Definitely. go right off the spectrum there with that. Let's just, let's do it.
2: We got a Pikachu Master Five Forty Two. At Tremino underscore man. Nate, because he is one character where he is a child prodigy and was underestimated by the village. Then he became a Power Ranger and gained a B-Spot brother named Steel, who also became a Ranger too.
1: Does he have a robotic brother? Like what? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but but no, Nate, Nate's really cool. That was a really touching story. Lisa Collier at Bend Blue Eyes. I would say Alyssa from Wild Force because we share a name and she is smart and studious like I was in school. But based on looks slash personality, I say Summer from RPM. We are blonde and it takes us a while to open our hearts, but we eventually do. Oh, oh it's a play
0: on behind blue eyes. I get it. <laughs> I get oh. it. <laughs>
3: Sorry for messing up that name.
0: No, I
5: just it just
3: no, it no. finally
0: clicked. I looked at it. I was like, holy crap.
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh mostly speaking sentai at mss pod i love this podcast by the way oh yeah they're great as a relationship clearly victor and monty don't know who is who because it could switch from day to day minute to minute but they're two goofballs who love each other unconditionally so they resonate most with us nice yeah
4: <laughs> jetman at JManDX says bulk in both forms, so comic and in the show, because he's a fat <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah he, he he showed a picture of uh of bulk's like Ranger form from the show and from the comic. Oh, and great. and so he, he had those those pictures, so that's why he said bulk in both forms. <laughs>
4: Jetman, I follow you on Twitter. Love you so much.
0: (laughs) At Morphin Legacy. Hi, Jay. Picture of Chip from Mystic Force, a geek and clearly gay. So gay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jumbie's Power Rangers struggle tweets at Jumbalaya23 said Ziggy Grover. He's goofy and seems to constantly be in over his head, but always manages to pull through, even if his methods are a bit unorthodox.
2: You got Shane at Shad, Starks, Riley Griffin, kind of a swat-ass people, either for not respecting them or has great respect for them. Makes quick judgments about people, very much gay, and attracted to guys he can't be with for flimsy reasons. If my husband reads this, I'm referring to my high school years bonus like the actor who I really do have great amount of respect and admiration for I nope out of things pretty quick if I feel they were negative experiences and I'm not apt to try anything similar again
1: that's why they're not back in
3: in Yeah. shout outs to shout outs to Michael Tabor and the woman from New York that broke his heart <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, maybe I'm with that woman now
5: from New York. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God.
3: Wait, whose turn was it? Sorry. Uh, sorry, it's, it's mine, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danielle at Panther NGA. I'm not going <laughs> to. Anyway, uh, got to go with Katie from Time Force and Ethan from Dino Thunder. I, too, love musicals and my family and kicking a... Also, I am a blood. Oh, yeah, that NGA is what I thought it was. Uh,
5: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say that on this pod. <laughs> Edward Sanchez at Edward is the man. Devin from Power Rangers Beast Movers because he likes playing video games like I
2: do. At Andrea Sante,
4: he says Andros. He has to adjust to coordinated efforts. We're accustomed to working independently for the similar reasons. Honorable mention to Lauren.
0: I could dig that. Matt Foster at Geist1985. Maybe cliche to some, but MMPR Jason. He was a good friend to everyone, well-liked, respected, wore his heart on his sleeve, but always stayed humble. I may not have been all those things, but it's what I aspired to be, and that's why he'll always be my fave ranger as well.
1: That's why this is important to separate the character from the actor. So
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. Yes,
5: absolutely.
1: Tim at MickeyShy12 said, Billy, but specifically Billy from the 2017 movie, he, like me, is autistic, and he really clicked with me early on in the movie when he told Jason that he sometimes doesn't get jokes. It's taken me years to understand when someone is joking. And um, I, I just wanted to say, I have to agree. I loved Billy. My brother was diagnosed with uh, Asperger's and RJ just played that role so great. And the first time I met him, I I broke down a little bit. Guy is like the most chill and just genuinely great person for real.
0: Yeah, it was kind of good to see him because I took my, well, my brother's autistic and he's about five ish years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And so to see him enjoy that movie, and it's just so wonderful to see how they're starting to kind of introduce these other aspects, to introduce these other uh, personalities into the limelight to show that people with autism on the spectrum can be represented, too.
2: Mm-hmm. that so. respect, uh, we've got Michael, uh, Michael Diani Bridge. He's goofy, honest, and trustworthy, It's a fault sometimes. He does put too much thought into what others think about him. I do this thing where I stammer my words sometimes, which I also connect with him in that way.
3: SPG at Superpower Geek, gotta be Dustin. A free spirit and goofball who loves life and sticks up for his friends, though he may be late to class or cut it close. I also identify with Ziggy a good bit too. Sam Burnett at Mavicor. Easy,
5: Leo Corbett. I spent a long time not really sure what I was supposed to be doing with my life, but suddenly on the same day, I crashed into a Pretty Gold cool Glasses and discovered my calling. Seems very him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's on the nose.
3: That's, that, that's, a, that's a very good one. I mean, Leo's actually one of my favorite Red Rangers too. So, shoutouts to Leo. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, dude, do you also rip off your shirt in the heat of battle as well? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That's like
0: the culmination of character growth right there yeah (laughs) can
2: can we get a lightning figure with uh leo ripping off his shirt please i would buy that i know (laughs) a lot of people
5: ask for that and i'm not going to be opposed to that one bit no (laughs) i wouldn't be either but
1: uh i think it was like power rangers fun uh, that account there was a shot at some point in wild force where cole ripped off his like shirt and it was in tatters and i'm like god
5: damn like (laughs) he actually did it a few times in wild force (laughs) I think like twice, three, three times. I think three, three times, three or four times, maybe.
4: Y'all, y'all need y'all own my new
5: shirt.
4: (laughs) At Nerd, that's my, that's my buddy. Sorry for messing up your name first time. Danny Delgado, Wild Force Black. Not only do I find related to Danny from an F ethnic POV, but also his sensitive insides not matching his imposing size. I have dealt with people assuming all kinds of things about me from just my appearance most of my life is not fun. And I can be... Yeah, you don't want to be judged by the way Mm -hmm. you look. People need to know who you are first. Yeah, Yeah. that's a very good
0: one. Oh, I I get the fun names. I love getting the fun names. Karu D. Uck in the world of pop culture at D underscore Karoo. Lothor, family-minded guy, <laughs> nieces, who very rarely gives up on his subordinates when they fail, and has a fantastic sense of humor. Yes, he does. Oh, my God. And we're both extremely efficient in our sub- in our subject field. His, fighting,
1: ninja powers, etc. Mine, teaching, psychology. Nice. I, I didn't think Lothor would uh, come up in this, but uh, <laughs> hey, love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves Lothor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Billy Murphy. <laughs> Billy Murphy at Billicus underscore max said Casey Rhodes always underestimated and viewed as too much of a straight edge to get anything done. Right. That's a term I haven't heard in a while.
2: We got Bor-El at Titanium Tiger. I, I like that Boel name. I like it. I really Casey. He started off as a cub at the Pashwa Academy with very low self-esteem, who doubted he could do the job. Over the course of the season, we saw his development from being a shy cub to taking charge as a leader and trusting his own instinct no matter what others thought. I've had low self-esteem and doubted myself on everything, all my life. So to see a leader who started off the same way but grew to be a master is way jungle-fury, and Casey will always have a special place in my heart.
3: The shade of Barry the Star at Astronomer with the O uh, replaced with an X, Redbot, because he's useless and lame. Writes fanfic for his friends and is weirdly obsessed with his friend's loudly crying face. <laughs> oh, I, f- I forgot to remove the emoji. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: It's this weird thing, because when you copy it from Twitter, like you get the, the text description of the emoji.
5: <laughs> My bad. No, 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 it's all right. Just... It's just funny when you read it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> okay, uh, Bevan James at BJ1991 underscore James. Ethan James from Dino Thunder. He's nerdy and loves to play video games like me.
4: Olivia McNeil at Olivia Prescott. Said the closest I could ever think of is Billy from the 2017 MMPR retelling.
0: See, I told you I keep getting the
4: fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not planned. <laughs> Goku Uzumaki at Sage Goku Uzumaki. Oh my God, this is amazing. Bridge for sure. We're both goofballs who like toast too much, and my favorite color is green. It's perfect. That is great. Uh,
1: Samuel at Sam underscore I underscore M34 said. Adam Park is probably who I relate to the most. I get the short ones today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: We got Angelo Colby at Super Ranger. I like that. I guess growing up, I related most to Madison, being shy as well, and mostly staying in our comfort zones. Then once I finally watched pre-Disney seasons, I connected to Adam for the same reasons. Lastly, a mix of Ethan being the smart one, and well for sharing the same skin tone.
3: The Charizard King at Poke Madness nineteen ninety six. Preston or Brody probably. Jonathan Shen at Jonathan underscore Shen seven.
5: Troy Burroughs. I'm an ex- Let's I'm an observer.
3: go right now, bro.
5: <laughs> I'm an observer and an outsider at times, but. I'm most likely an extrovert, grinning face See, with smile.
1: No, no, nope. See, I did it again.
5: All right, it's all good. But I'm mostly an extrovert. But I stand up for what I believe in and fighting for what what is right. And I hate water bottles. And he hate water bottles. Of course, <laughs> we Shout gotta add to that. In. Clay. <laughs> Shout out to Vince Clay. Shout out to Jiggle Clay. Clay loves Troy Burrows. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
3: Troy elations, man.
5: Oh. At <laughs> and- Ranger Liz,
4: I'm going to blow everybody's mind here. Vita, wouldn't I have pit pink? Rock short hair with cool colors, just like Liz, just goes with it. Possibly a vampire, will beat the f*** out of any, any one of her friends. And Eric, make sure that you bleep me out.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the Disney Brain at Santana Max 21. Kai Chen. He and I have both spent the better part of our lives steeped in regulation and rules, which creates constant internal struggles regarding what the right thing is to do. I'm willing to bet his parents were very similar to my own.
1: Shane Leith at Luigi Rules 324. What rangers are super creative, usually silent around others except like one other person with whom they talk nonstop with? Strongly held beliefs... Often doubts questions themselves. Probably missed important growth due to a rocky parental relationship. Who meets most of those traits? Uh, what I'm trying to think. Super creative.
5: They turned this around on us.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Answer a question with a question.
5: Oh, uh, Trent. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. S- ah. Super
1: creative. He's he's kind of shy, but yeah. you know he talks a lot with uh with Kira. Mm-hmm. Uh, strongly held beliefs and he questioned himself like all the time and yeah. important missed important growth to a rocky parental wow. relationship it's
2: trent oh yeah okay
5: figured it out that was, <laughs> good. That was, a good. That was a really good that was a good riddle
2: <laughs> all right uh we got daniel at shadow Topeka. the older i get i realize it's Trent personality-wise either a jerk or goofball be the serious one a strange relationship with parents and hiding secrets about them past creative talents they don't feel confident in dealing with a lack of identity and finding oneself
3: Mikey Perez at 254 four, Mikey 43 just finished re-watching Mystic Force I picked Chip Chip and I have the same personality we are both outgoing and go out of our way to help others Jeff Moses at Karyu
5: Hiroken 2017 Billy We both have autism. I personally don't mind Justin either because even though I was 17 when he was on, thought it was cool that a kid was able to be one, living the dream.
4: Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam says, Totally meant to answer this, sorry I missed. Mine is Ethan, cool-headed but not afraid to lash back when necessary, sharp-minded and similar interests.
0: Stay at home, Jerusalem Garcia at Lulubug Cosplay. Z, Madison, and Emily resonated with me growing up because I'm shy and introverted. I doubted myself, but with the help of those that care, I've grown. I'm a big sister, and I care for my siblings, and like Lauren, I have had to come into groups once relationships have already been established. Kendall, Billy, and Nate because I love learning and I'm logical. And Jen because stubborn,
1: but passionate about the things I believe in and care about. Moving on to Facebook. Oh, wow. See, I complained about not having all the short ones, and then I get the longest one. All right. So on Facebook, Steven Martinez said, had to put my response on here instead of Twitter this time. While Jason is my favorite ranger, his character is someone I like to be. I can honestly say the one that represents me the most is Dominic, the rhino ranger from Jungle Fury. While we only got a few episodes of him, I feel like based on his first episode, how he was shown to be a jokester that no one took serious in life, who had a lot of potential, and how even RJ said Dom would have been a chosen protector, but didn't have the focus, and once he saw the Rangers, he wanted to help once he found his path. Personally, I have felt in life no one has ever taken me seriously, and brushes me to the side, and at times have struggled to have focus and continue as an adult in finding his path and being the person I should and want to be, which includes not being so hard on myself and being okay with that. Kind of how Dominic was okay not being a master like the rest of the Rangers. Wish we got more episodes of him. And that's why I have his helmet on my bookshelf that I waited three years to get. Sorry to the host that has to read my long response. Guess that's the counselor in me assessing myself. Oh my God, how did that... That How did a that response. happen?
4: <laughs> and the great thing about it is that the host was Eric, so that's a perfect <laughs> way to get it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I'm, I'm not sorry I had to read that. That was great. That um, was really
2: good. That yeah. was really, really good. All right, uh, we're moving on to Instagram, and we have at Smith Sonia, Dustin Brooks, the comic book and superhero fanatic, guy with a kind heart and believes in the best in people. Smarter than people give him credit for, and not taken seriously because he's supposed to be the funny guy. I like this one.
1: Oh, yeah. So I just want to thank everyone in Ranger Nation for responding to our question uh, with some fantastic answers. And you really get to see the, the broad range of why representation is important in Power Rangers, and just some really beautiful responses here. So uh, thank you everyone for contributing to that and i mean this whole episode has been amazing and i really want to thank you guys for being a part of this for really having a great discussion and i want to give you guys the chance to plug your social media what projects you have going on so first we'll we'll start off with ro yeah
2: um thank you again uh once again eric having me here at brother please I am itching for another comic book discussion, but I am itching
1: <laughs> well, I I have got it on the calendar. I am just waiting for that last necessary evil issue to drop and I swear you're gonna get the first invitation, man. <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> oh man. Um please guys uh follow the Legion of Boom. We got a couple members on here in this episode as well, but please follow Legion of Boom. Um we are on our way. We're very close to what two 2,000 followers on Twitter, uh, which is a huge, huge accomplishment. So there will probably be another giveaway soon. Please follow me on my Twitter, Queen underscore. um, And please follow the YouTube channel, which is Queen Reviews. And once again, um, I want to thank everybody who has helped me reach 200 subs. There will be a 200-sub celebration. I know everyone's been um, itching for that, but with everything that's going on, I'm just going to wait for the tension to die down a little bit. Before I jump into that, but once again, thank you for the support and uh, please follow the Legion Boom and please follow what everybody in the Legion Boom is doing as well as the page itself.
3: All right, Ash. Um, you can follow me on Twitter um, at the Macabre Chat. You can follow my podcast, which I co host with Sentai 5 Buildcasters, which looks at Gundam, Super Robots, and everything in between um, at Buildcasters. I'm working on obviously that directory of. Um, black Anime Podcasts at the moment, and that will be live at blackanimepodcasts.com, all one word, roughly towards the end of June. I'm off work next week, so I'm going to work on it next week. There will be um, a directory of Tokusatsu Podcasts that I'm working on as well, uh, tokupods.com, that's tokupods.com, um, all one word. And what else? I just want to shout out um, another black creator who's a friend of ours called um, Lambo calrissian he's a good dude. Um, and he runs Kaidan Network. Hmm. So yeah, follow that. That's um at Kaidan underscore network, I think. K-A-I-D-A-N. So yeah, that's all of my shout outs.
1: Ash, I wanna shout you out too, because that episode of, of Buildcasters, you speaking out on Black Lives Matter, that was so informative for me and that was just a really great episode. So props to you for
3: that episode, and I'm I'm definitely linking that one because that was that was great. No problems, man, man. that was just like righteous indignation and no script whatsoever. Funny enough. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> that uh, off the cuff that that's even more amazing. So props. Yeah, man, that man. was like that was off the dome, as they say in hip hop circles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, five. Okay, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Sentai Five. I'm
5: always uh, speaking my mind, live tweeting Power Rangers, Tokusatsu, in general. Um, you can also follow my YouTube channel. It's my third one I've gone through in the last fifteen years. It's Sentai Five Official. Official is all capitals. I'm working on Power Ranger Hexagon videos, just like I've been. This is actually the tenth year I've been doing it, so I'm trying to Woo! cook. I'm trying to uh, cook something special for all those who have been, you know, following those videos and following me for the for that sole reason. So, thank you. Uh,
3: Can I just interject? Yeah. Sentai 5 has 100,000 subs. Give Sentai 5 his silver play button. God. Damn it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please. Come on. Please. Let's go. Please.
5: <laughs> but, Eric, thank you for um, having me, having all of us, really. Uh, it's, it's a oh, yeah. great honor to be on, and I'd love to come back again. Maybe even oh. talk Star Trek on uh, Starfleet Escape. Oh hell yeah! Like
1: uh, well, we're we're kind of in in a a bit of hiatus right now (laughs) uh, for that one, but um, yeah, absolutely. All of you guys are open invitation, so yeah, just uh, let us know. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I really appreciate it, and yeah, I'm I'm glad we got to talk on a podcast five because I've been wanting to do that (laughs) for a while, and and I'm sorry it's taken this long, but it's all right, no worries. I'm glad. All right, Vaughn.
4: All right, so. Hi everybody, this is Von Cooper. But you can find me on at Mister Cooper ninety two on Twitter. You can also find me at the Mighty Morphin Power Podcast, which is at Dumb MMP Podcast. So that's on Twitter. You can also find it on on YouTube. I'm not on much episodes because majority of the time I'm either sleeping on while they're podcasting or majority of the time sleeping on the podcasting um but also shout out to um to jamari who's the who's the main host of it he just graduated from high school just to rec- just to he's re- at the day that this episode is going to be released he's graduated from high
5: school so congratulations to him salute salute
3: congrats jamari salute, salute to yes. more phenomenon man good dude
4: you can also find me on Legion of Boom, just talking to my friends who I've been talking to right now. You can also find me on Roller with Queen's um, live streams, talking some mess um, <laughs> and, and,
1: and his messages. So. And on your own Twitter, I, I need more smooth dancing, man. Come on.
4: Oh, oh, definitely. <laughs> if you go to my Twitter, you can always find me either Hensha like transforming, dancing, doing something random. There might be a dance video, but we got to see which dance I'm going to start right now.
1: But man, your stuff goes so viral and <laughs> I just, I love it. Your, your positivity, man. That's it's amazing.
4: I got to keep the positivity, the
1: positivity somehow. Hell yeah.
0: All right. Lee. All right. So, um, I'm usually active on my private account, uh, on Twitter. That's at pirate monkey. And that's monkey with an IE because, you know, I got to go against the grain all the time. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I also have a, uh, a Toku Twitter that's at MonkeyRanger. That's also Monkey with an IE. I'm not as active on that anymore. I probably should dust that off, but I say that every time I guest on a podcast. <laughs> 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 but uh, if you want to follow me on either, I really post some really random crap. And on the Toku, I may post a random Photoshop here or there. But uh, whatever you see, enjoy.
1: Absolutely. So uh, once again, really thank you guys for doing this. This episode is is going to be one for the book. So thank you so much for making that happen. Really appreciate you guys.
5: Thank you, bro.
3: Seriously, thank you. Problem, man. Thank yeah. you, Eric. Happy, man. Happy, been an to honor. Absolutely.
5: happy to be here.
1: Absolutely.
3: Happy to Great time.
1: So Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour@gmail.com at com or check us out at rangercommand.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at Ranger Command PH, also on Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word, on Facebook and Instagram. So, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the podcast, and we'll be back for more episodes this month. Thank all of you for listening and tuning in. So, until next time, we'll catch you guys later. See ya. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreoncom ranger command ph to learn more. Thanks for listening.